That's right. No music tonight, folks. Um, emergency flyers therapy session here with uh, Jack underscore HW Radio. Yes, the regular episode of HW Radio uh, had to be rescheduled. A little rescheduling issue here with Pascal LaBerge. We're looking forward to talking to him. But due to unforeseen circumstances, we will be rescheduling. So uh thought I'd just hop on here, give you some kind of content. It's been a while since we last just really just discussed how we feel about the Flyers. Um, it's been a guest here, guest there, and haven't had a whole lot of time to discuss where I am with the team right now. And it's uh, it's kind of funny. I've definitely been on the more negative side of things. I feel like after nearly a decade of pretty terrible hockey through most of my life, they've always been competitive, very few down years, that it's easy to become negative pretty quickly too, uh, especially when you got two names that jump out at me that just stick out at why I've been so negative about this team. It's, uh, Dave Haxall, definitely. like First name that comes to mind, it makes me think, this team has just gone through some shit. And the second name that just goes like hand in hand is Andrew McDonald. And I honest to God feel like the bridge between when this team was last truly competitive and this upcoming season is the entire Flyers career of Andrew McDonald. If you think about before McDonald, you know, Flyers come off a cup run, have a down year, shuffle the deck, put Giroux in charge of the team, you know, big Mike Richards, Carter trade. They, you know, go to the second round of the playoffs in 2012, get bumped to the Devils. Um, and I think the very next year, uh, Giroux and company, you know, no more Briere, no more Bizgolov. Um, You know, we had Steve Mason start to take over in net. And they they go to... Game seven against the Rangers. The Rangers would go on to go to the Cup, so that was a pretty damn good Rangers team. You know, that was a good competitive year. I think it was that playoff push or the one after that, we get Andrew McDonald. And, you know, we needed some more defense between the Mark Streits and the ins and outs of certain defensive players and the whole pronger thing. Uh, at the time, I thought he was, you know, decent. Blocked, definitely blocked a lot of shots, or at least that's what the stats said. And, you know, logged a lot of minutes. And we get him, and he's not bad. You know, I think I'm pretty sure that was the year we pushed the Rangers to Game 7, right around that time. Uh, and ever since we got McDonald, we signed him. And even then, I thought it was either too many years or too much money. It was one or the other. Not both, but one or the other. Um, but I was trying to stay optimistic. Has a terrible year the next year. I think the Flyers missed the playoffs. Has a bad camp, gets sent to the Phantoms. Uh, pretty sure he came back and we lost to the Capitals. You know, pretty embarrassed. You know, missed the playoffs next year, make the playoffs against the Penguins. They smoke us. Yeah, it was four games to two, I believe, but. When we lost, we lost. We got smoked. Do you really feel like you're in a playoff series when, yeah, maybe you won one or two, but they're leading the whole series, and when they beat you, they beat you like eight to two. 
you know, five to one. Like, does that really feel like you're in the playoff series? They lose that series. McDonald has so many big mistakes, lead directly to goals. And, you know, and then this past season, <laughs> where he comes back early from injury, which why, if all players, we want him back early from injury. And he's just terrible. Finally, even Haxall has to, like, all right, listen, Sanheim needs to play. With Hag, you're the one off. Like, it takes a lot because they put him out during everything. Missed the playoffs this year. McDonald's on the team. McDonald gets bought out. And that's a whole side issue within itself, how I feel about McDonald being bought out. Just the timing. Not so much him not being on the team anymore. But for this season, he's not on the team 100%. Can't even, with all the injuries in the world, you'll never see him. I just have this underlining feeling that this team's gonna they're gonna be pretty good which is so strange because besides how bad he was the reason they he stuck around was the team said they just loved him so much can somebody's locker room presence be really that affecting on a team like really have that effect Without it being some kind of really inspirational story, I don't see how somebody's off-the-ice demeanor could be that good for the locker room where it negates what he does on the ice. I just I felt like they liked him so much that he used to make that stuff up, that he's invaluable in the locker room just because they liked the guy. Because he was not good. But the team was terrible in that time, so you have to ask yourself... Was it really what he was providing to the locker room that good when the team is this bad and underperforming? I'll never understand that one. Never. But, yeah, those two players, <laughs> or I'm sorry, Haxall and McDonald, those two guys, with just both of them being gone, it's just starting to get that feel that it's a different team. You know, it's, it, it's Fletcher now. You just got that sprinkle of Holgram that you can't help but like feels around. He hired him. You're gonna be me going forward, and then boom, then he like retires. Like <laughs> he steps in for Hextall, fires him because he won't fire Hextall. They essentially run the team for a few weeks. Hire Fletcher quick. Immediately, everybody thinks Fletcher's just like Holgram, both of whom are the exact opposite of Hextall. You know, fire Haxtell. They're interested in Quenville. We're going back to the way things were. They don't get him, but they get the next best guy, at least in their opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, at least name recognition-wise, unless you're dipping into guys who've been retired a long time. You know, then they go get a high-priced free agent, trade for him to get his rights, start making trades. <sighs> so strange. It's just a different regime. And at first, I just thought that it would be a lot of big moves, but the same result. And now I'm starting to feel like, man, this is a different team. I've been negative this whole off season. It's like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the players. Maybe it was just the, I don't know, general aura around the team with the Hackstall Hextall. The we can always get him next year mantra that Hextall had, although we all miss his drafting. And the hack stall, just everything we all hate about coaches. 
he actually blamed it on the fans booing. Like he, it's like one of those things that it happens. We all know, but nobody ever addresses it. And he's like, "Well, the fans aren't helping." Like really? How bad you got this team performing? You're gonna go after the fans? <sighs> so many things about him just didn't sit right with me. But yeah, it doesn't feel like that team anymore. A lot of it has to do with Carter Hart too, from the get go. Some outside. People looking in with our team don't even think Carter Hart starts the season. They think Elliott does. <laughs> if you if you think the re-signing of Elliott was so bad because you're worried about injury, <laughs> then you don't even you don't even follow the team that well. He's a backup. It's not nothing to be really worried about. He's a backup. He's not. Our, if we were hoping him to be a starter, Carter Hart like get some time. Different story. No, people overreacted to that. Of all the off-season moves, that's not the one to overreact to. Elliot, oh, I can't believe this, can't believe that. Would you have rather had Neuverth? Like, come on. You might get a job with Toronto. Elliot's fine. He's not doing a full season. Haxall's not here to make him play 27 games in a row. Goaltending should be okay. It really should. Elliot's a good transition. Carter Hart's finally steps up. Not to mention our prospect pool. Yusuminko. Arison. Sandstrom, Jesus, we're good. However, second-line center. Second-line center. Kevin Hayes. Is he a second-line center? I, I hope so. I felt like in March, in you know April, that when he was going to be a free agent, I was so I was definitely intrigued. But I was like, nah, just, the Flyers won't go after him. They'll either go cheap or they're going to go for the moon. I didn't think they'd go kind of for the moon. But I never really considered Hayes. And I don't think a lot of Flyers fans did. I think they had their eyes on Carlson, on possibly Duchesne. Just his name being available was big. You know... There could have been other names had they not been traded or resigned. You know, Tapon's name had been floated. Just a whole different thing. Nobody, I don't think anybody really thought, oh, I think the Flyers should go get Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Either way, maybe when the Vigneault was hired, they thought there was a higher probability, but I don't think anybody thought it was a necessity. Like, oh, Alay Vigneault and Kevin Hayes go hand in hand. Outside of them both being on the you know, Rangers... I didn't see a connection there. Like I wouldn't say that was Vigneault's guy. So I don't think anybody really thought they were definitely going to go for Hayes. But they trade for him, which is one, aggressive within itself. But two, makes you think they got like a, a deal in hand. Like they're, you know, the, the announcement's coming next. And then it drags on. I still love the aggressiveness. And now I'm starting to look more into Hayes. So waiting for the waiting for the contracts, you know, what, what are they going to sign up for? You know, it's the Flyers. Yeah, they have been burned before, but this this is different. They're they're this guy's going to get signed unless he's absolutely adamant about never playing for Philly or wanting way too much money. You know, they're going to sign this guy, and you start to look in the haze, and you're like, well, I remember when he was drafted by Chicago, not really, but I remember when he came out. As the first top, he's the first top college free agent that all these teams were vying for that I remember. 
it was not, I don't remember that being such a big thing until like Kevin Hayes and then Jimmy Vesey and so on and so forth. And I really, this was the first one. And I remember I wanted the Flyers to get him so bad. I'm like, oh, he's going to be really good. It's a free draft pick. Da, da, da. Signs with the friggin' Rangers because of Chris Drury, basically. It's like, ah, fuck. You know, piss you off that then they get Vessi later. It's ridiculous. But either way, I kind of stopped following him after that. I just figured he was going to be okay unless I started seeing his name pop up in scoring titles or anything like that. He was just going to be a pretty solid player. And he kind of was. And you look at his stats. He did score over 20 goals once. Konechny's done that, what, three times now? Um, he's got 55 points once. He's a center. And what screws me up with all this is I'm poo-pooing him. But then he's, like, really good defensively. It's like, fuck. kind of like that. Who doesn't? You know, he's not flashy. You think I wanted flashy. That's why I never considered Hayes. But maybe he's he's just not flat. He's just not flashy enough for what I expected, and especially when the contract does come in. And you're like, not only did he go over seven, which nobody wanted originally, there was people saying five years at six million or six years at five million. <clears throat> or six for six became popular later. I was in the 6.25 to 6.5, and I'm like, if you're thinking open market, it's probably going to be 6.5. And if I like woke up one day and saw 6.55, I'd, I'd be totally okay with it over six years. That, that was the whole thing because, you know, Nolan Patrick. And they finally sign him, and some of the numbers coming out, start, it just starts making you nervous. Like, oh, my God, he's going to make how much? No, that number can't be real. da 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 da, da. 7.14, which it's over seven. It's not even seven. It's over seven. And it's for an, seven years. Wow. <clears throat> it's a lot. <laughs> just really think about that. For who you just got. For the mystery that still is Kevin Hayes. Think about what you just paid. <sighs> it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That scares me. It reminds me of when we signed McDonald. Like, yeah, I know. He's not nearly as good. It's it's not as much, but it's also it kind of is as much. We signed him for five million a year for six years, I believe. So yeah, this is this is more. Yeah, it's more by a year and some more money, but it's still a long commitment for a decent chunk that you don't like. <sighs> I'm definitely more optimistic about Andrew Mc, or, uh, about Kevin Hayes than I was Andrew McDonald. That's for sure. It's not being ridiculous, but I really hope he works out because we don't have the money to re-sign Provorov with this RFA Renaissance that's coming in. We don't. I'm hearing Konechny's looking at like a bridge deal. And then cashing in at $9, $10 million. Konechny, a $10 million player in like five years. What? No. It's getting ridiculous. So how are we going to keep our own guys and keep the guys we have and spend the free agency? We're not spending any free agency anymore for a while. I don't see how it's feasible. You got all these young kids pushing for the team to the point where you're getting prospect overload. You signed your big free agent. You made these trades for these defensemen. Like, the, you have to 
this is our team, man. They're not adding anything else. And I'm talking about for the next six years, at least. That's all dramatic. But six years is a good number. Like these, This is your team. Only new names you're going to see are going to be guys they draft or you've been waiting to come up. I don't see any major trades. Maybe Ghost gets moved. That's the biggest thing I can see. And for all you know, it doesn't bring back half of what you think it does. Oh, man. This is it. Giroux is going to be this top-line aging winger, and he's still good. He'll be good next year, but it's going to hit him. It's coming. He's not as young as you think anymore. One, and not saying this year, next, or even the one after that. But one day, he's just not going to be as crisp with his passes. He's not going to be as flashy with his moves. He's just not going to be as fast. Oh. And all of a sudden, we're talking about Drew on the second line. And then the third. And then his contract's up. Oh. I don't want to be that negative and think that far into the future. Because he's got plenty of time left. He's still going to be good. He's definitely still going to be good. But the team that we finally committed to around him, is that really what we imagined when we thought it was go time? (sighs) I don't know. I I thought we'd have added a Duchesne and like a really good defenseman too. Not like an all-star, but pretty close. Instead, we got Kevin Hayes. And we got to use the rest to resign our own guys we drafted. And hang on and make sure Voracek carries the load. Oh, come on. I'm being dramatic, but I don't want to be a hater about uh, Voracek. I've definitely been one of his... Uh, I haven't been on his side, that's for sure. A lot of people still defend him, and he deserves defending. He's not as bad as we make him out to be. He just looks so disinterested lately. And then you see what he did on Twitter. It makes it sound like he's like he's just here for a paycheck at this point. I feel like he hates the fans. <laughs> I honestly, feel, or he really doesn't like them. The critics are getting to him. I don't know, man. I'm so mixed on for. I used to really like him too. Uh, I never buy jerseys. Bought his jersey. Oh, man. He's getting a lot of money, too. I think he's got four years left. It's going to be a long four years. So him, JVR, a couple other guys on defense. Actually, no, they have more than even there. This is the team, man. Voracek, Giroux, Proveroff, you hope has a bounce-back year. Sanhai keeps trending upwards. Ghost still hanging around. Hag. Moran, does he make the team? Felipe Myers, what can he be? First line, Giroux. Coots. Coots is, he's going to get so paid, which is part of the reason why we don't have any money left. He's going to be our top guy. Giroux's going to hand that C over to Couturier, I'm telling you. <clears throat> Got Connecting the wild card. He could get paid. Who knows? Second line, we talked about Hayes. Or Limblom might be bumped up there. Is he a, do we think he's a second or a third-line player? I think we're all hoping he can be a really high second-line winger, like if he can really produce on that second line. But I don't know. He's streaky. 
He had a really good year last year, though. I didn't see that coming. I thought he'd be more like his rookie season, just, you know, trying to find a net and find his way. I thought he'd be on our third line, and deservingly so, but now he's 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 a name. That's good. I mean, that's great. If he takes another step up, he could be really good. I mean, that, that'll be fantastic. I don't know. I like him, though. I'm really curious to see Limblom's season this year. It could be really interesting. Fifth round pick, made it up pretty quick. There's something there. I just hope they put him with the right teammates. He could really shine. I mean, kind of heard he was going to be on the third line. For two reasons, I like this JVR, $7 million guy. You want him on a higher line, it's on his third line for that much money. And he can score. He put up like 30. Didn't, you know, missed a lot of chunk of the season, too. Uh, you know, Lindblom, third line, that competition, and Nolan Patrick on that line. That's why, I, that's why I was so invested in the third line winger this year. I really wanted to see that third line come together. You know, you put Frost or Farabee, the fans are going nuts. That's not, we talked to Bill Meltzer. That, that's not what he said. So we're looking at this Gabriel, whatever the hell guy, you know, NHL journeyman, you know, plug him in. We, we, we've seen those players so many times. Your Blair Betts, your, you know, one-year fill-ins. Jim Dowd, love you, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know I mean? That's what it is. Like we, you know, That worked then. That worked 10 years ago, but now it's all about the youth movement. All the other teams are doing it. We're still, oh, they like this guy because, you know, he focuses on defense. He listens to the coach a little bit more. Come on, man. Let's get the most talented team out there. I don't know. I think we waited long enough. That's the problem. We missed on probably. Listen, even if it's not for Austin Farabee, you, you give Alb Kubel, like, a shot. Like, why doesn't he deserve a shot? But Vorobiev deserves two shots? And they're talking about him again this offseason? Nothing for Alb Kubel? Come on. It's a rigged deck. I don't get it. I can't see how a rookie doesn't make the team out of camp. Just one. And Felipe Myers doesn't count. I'm talking, I don't care if it's Rubstov, Radcliffe, Frost, Farabee, Abkubel. Hell, even if it's Farobia. Like some rookie makes this team out of camp. Pitt looks hurt now. He's out for what, four to six weeks, four weeks? I think it puts them right in line when they have to leave for preseason. They had that one last preseason game in like Sweden or something, and then they open the season in the Czech Republic against the Blackhawks. Like he'll he'll be like barely eligible for that. He can't show his stuff in camp. Like if that's not a a huge like let's call one of these kids ups, what is it? Some rookie is making this team out of camp. It has to happen. Might not be the guy we expect, the line we expect, the position we expect, but some rookie will make this team out of camp. It has to be. I don't want to hear no Chris Stewart bullshit. We all know that was just a favor to a former guy that he signed. That's nothing more. Push the young kids to play harder. Tell them that their spots aren't secure. That's all that is. Throat's drying up. Can you give me a second? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but I feel, let's look at the defense here real quick. 
I mean, I like the Niskin and move. I don't think I don't know why they had to retain that salary for Gudis, but you know what? It doesn't really affect you. It's one year. I like Niskin and I remember when he was a penguin. He's a good player. I think he had I do think he had a down year and he could bounce back. A lot of people want to say he was trending downward for a while. That's not true. If you listen to Meltzer, when we had him on, he he basically said that he was looking just fine. They win the cup. He took one nasty head injury, and then it was downhill from there for quite a while. He's noticeably so. So if he comes back from that, it could be what he was his glory days with Washington. Maybe not his younger glory days, but nevertheless be what he can be. That's a solid, steady presence on the blue line. We haven't had since team in it. That's what I want to view him as. A, a older, you know, towards the end, twilight of his career, team in it. Niskanen could probably do that with more speed. Maybe not as reliable, but still. Team in it was, I'm talking about the, the last, like, two, three years with, with the Flyers. Like, he was... Not the same guy, but he was still really good and solid. Like I think Niskanen could be that guy. When I, that's finally when I hear veteran presence. That's what I finally like actually can envision. Not this Andrew McDonald bullshit and try to sneak this stuff by us like we're stupid. No, like I think he has a shot. He's only here for two years. Stabilize us a little bit until Provorov's ready to grow up. You know, until Myers and Sandheim fill in and we figure out what's going on with Ghost. You know, and on top of that, you. You know, I sigh because I go. I got to talk about Braun now. So we got Provorov, top line, hopefully with Niskin in. And the second pairing I'm hearing is Sandheim, who had a phenomenal year last year. Really turned it on. Looking, he can just hold that steady pace, and that'll that'll be <clears throat> that'll be fantastic for our D. But the man that we most commonly see paired with him is Justin Braun, acquired from. The cap-stricken San Jose Sharks. Apparently, so many teams were in on this guy that barely anybody knows. Flyers had the ante up with a second and a third. Top dollar for a guy on a one-year deal that people have to defend. That, no, no, really, he's not that bad. Well, we give up a second and a third, so is he any good? Or is he just, you know, not bad? Because that's what everybody's defenses are telling me. Oh, well... It's because of this. It's because he played with this guy. It's this. It's that. Mm-hmm. If he can just be solid at this point, I'll take it. Because I'm just tired of hearing the excuses. It was a bad trade. It's a bad value trade. I don't care how many teams were in on him. It was just a bad trade. It, it, I wish at some point the GM has to say, yeah, you're, you're running up the price on this guy because you got other teams involved, but even this is, this is too much. This is where I crap out. And he didn't. You call me, you know, nitpicky for that, but I just like good value trades. I really, I just do. And this was a bad value trade. Nevertheless, he's on the team. And when I try, I try to take away the trade and just look at the, just look at the player himself. I definitely like him. Like I think he can, he could be when you know not really relying on him, pretty solid, and just do what you need to do. Much lesser version of, uh, you know, Niskin and much more defensive, but nevertheless reliable. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Just one year of that was worth a second and a third. Jeez. I'll never get over the trade, but player I think could be solid. 
that's all you can ask for. He'll probably spend time on the second pairing and the third, but I think he'll be fine wherever he goes. And that's we haven't had fine here in on defense in quite a long time, so I'll take it. And then you got I hope Hag doesn't play. Hope they sign Proveroff and then move Hag for I don't know at this point. You know, let Myers definitely play. I want to see Moran play. Like we have to know at this point. Let him play for an extended period of time. Get an actual look at him and make a decision. Other than that, we got Zambula, Cam York that everybody seems to love so much, even though they don't know anything about him. They just love to do it. What love to love whatever the Flyers do. Um. So yeah, we'll see. And for the people who say, oh, well, the team's going to be so, so, so much better because they don't have the Letares and the McDonald's and the Weeses on the team anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. They're better, but I think we all agreed the team was better when they cut those guys. That's how bad these guys were. That's how low the bar was set. So just adding you know, anybody to this team, a Hayes or whoever, it doesn't make the team contenders that makes them adequate so yeah some people aren't hating just to hate they just realize that getting rid of some of the worst players you could have on your team and filling them up with spending all your money on a few i don't even know what kevin hayes is it doesn't yeah we all agree we're better we're not disagreeing with that we're just are you but are you good yet i don't know I don't know. There's no reason to think that there is, especially considering the assets they spent and how much cap they spent. So, yeah, the bar was pretty low. Obviously, we're better. We all are in agreement with that. How was anybody going to feel if this team makes the playoffs and loses in the first round? I mean, the only way they get away with that is if they lose and it's close. This team can't miss the playoffs. Something's seriously wrong if they miss the playoffs. They can't. Like, I don't even think they can lose in the first round. They have to win three games in the first round to get like force a game seven. That's the only way the city gives this regime a pass. All the money they spent, the prospects. I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess when it comes down to it, I'm just super, super nervous about this year and this team. Because there's, I feel like there's a lot riding on it. Before, there was never anything riding on it. It was always, we'll be better next year. We'll do this. Well, this guy, we'll draft this guy. This guy will come up. We'll go get this high price free agent. All that's over. This is it. It's waited long enough. It's time to win. The names that we've been talking about are here at the same time as our other stars. Carter Hart's here. We signed the free agent. We changed, got the top coach, almost the top coach available. This is it. And at the most, we're hoping to win one playoff round? Something's wrong there. Something's wrong there. I don't know. I hope they're good, man. They, it's been too long. I'm just so nervous. There's so much riding on it. Not just, 
Well, I needed to talk that one out. I hope this was all right. I'm kind of tired, but I tried to be a little positive. The end. I'm still. Ner- I'm just nervous. Not negative. I'm nervous. Yeah, remember that. Not negative. Nervous. Well, if you were able to listen to this emergency flyers therapy session with Jack underscore HW Radio, I appreciate your time. Uh, just remember, you can reach our main Twitter handle at HW underscore Radio. Also, um, and Jim and Kyle weren't able to make it for this session. They were ready to go for the first. You can reach Jim at, at Jim underscore HW Radio and Kyle at, at Warner Kyle 29. And as I said before, I am Jack underscore HW Radio. And I believe, look forward to September. Our duel is coming up. Two dueling podcasts. I'll be teaming up with Negative Dan to go against Kyle and Angry Jim. Um, I really want to give him a chance, but it's hard to. I've been smoking him for so long, and negativity's brewing. And let's let's see how they do. They seem to like a lot of the things the Flyers did, especially at Justin Braun. I'll give them I'll give them a slight chance, ten percent chance that they'll be better. But please tune in for that. Should be some fun. More guests coming in September. And as always, it was a pleasure. Good night.